Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Knights of the Pageless Library. I am Ryan Knight. And I am Bo Knight. And today, we are finally doing our final episode of Anime Squires, finishing up our long run on Parasite the Maxim. Yeah, so the people who've been waiting probably like a month and a half for this final episode, it's here. All, all one of you. Not, dude, <laughs> Brian, Brian's waiting. I hope he is. I hope he's excited. <laughs> um, so with that, what do you think? So let's dive right in, huh? We're on uh, episode 22. Yeah, I guess I better say like this is the finale. So this is the, the last three episodes here. Um, if you have no idea what's going on, I suggest going back to the beginning or going back to the previous episodes you've missed because we're kind of kind of uh, going to assume that you know everything up to this point. Sure. Yeah, and this is <clears throat> for anybody who this might be your first episode of Anime Squires you you stumbled on. Uh, this is sort of like a what book club for anime type thing. So we're yeah. just kind of talking about each episode in turn through the whole season. So yeah. So with those disclaimers out of the way, let's jump right into episode twenty-two. This one is called quiescence and awakening but on hulu it says repose and awakening <clears throat> why is it different i, I have no idea I, and surprisingly i was paying attention when i when i took my notes i was actually paying attention that the name was different and there's a couple of wait i watched like these that. on netflix though <clears throat> oh really yeah they're on netflix i'd be curious then if it's the same on netflix i've been watching them all on hulu so I mean, it's basically the same thing. <clears throat> this one was directed by Nayuki Kazuya. Think, sure. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, maybe. Uh, and this one was written by Shoji Yonamura. And its original air date in Japan was March 12, 2015. And then the English dub came out in uh, America in March 26, 2016. So about a year later. Yeah. Um, this one might be a little bit hazy for me. I, I tend to take kind of fast and loose notes on this. Um, I feel like you did pretty good. Well, I didn't. I, I did not go back and rewatch this one. I probably should have um, because this one's pretty intense. Yeah, and just reading through your notes, I didn't. It does move kind of fast. I, I guess I didn't notice that the first time I watched it, but there was a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff that happens in this episode. Yeah, especially. I and we'll get to this more at the end. I, I mean, I put it right in here in the notes. Um, I didn't really like this episode because I feel like this was like the culmination of what we had been seeing for the past what ten episodes between Goto and. Uh, Shinichi. Well, the next episode is the the climax of that. Well, yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah, this one is sort of stitching them together, and then you're right. The next one is uh, the culmination of it. But I just felt like it was such a rush to get to the end of that little storyline. Well, let's get let's get into it. Let's let's start talking about the episode. Okay. So this one so, opens up. Yeah, go ahead. With. Uh, uh, Migi warning Shinichi that he needs to run because he can sense that Goto is, you know, chasing them. And then so they end up stealing a car 
and driving off and Migi drive. Oh my God. I do remember that part. It's hilarious. He it just has his, his little tiny hands and his one eyeball. <laughs> that was funny. Oh yeah. Um, so Shinichi makes a request. He's like, can we just please go somewhere less populated so nobody gets hurt? Yeah, because Shinichi knows that this this is pretty much it. He knows he can't run from Goto forever. So he's pretty much like, if I have to try to fight with him, we might as well try to, you know, not have anybody else involved. Yeah, and this is where Migi gets an idea. He's like, oh, well, I have an idea. Let's try something. And so, like, Migi, like, cut to, we see Goto driving, and then Migi, like, gets his car to fall and crash into Goto's car when they, they yeah. like, jump out of it. That is pretty sweet. <laughs> but, of course, Goto's fine. He's just, like, standing there all menacingly looking up at them. Right. <clears throat> and then uh, this is when Migi basically says he's going to try not to, you know, get them both killed during this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this... <sighs> See, I'm trying. I'm trying to rack my brain and remember this episode in its entirety, but I'm having really hard. Uh, okay, hard time. So, so they they run from Goto, and then like Miki tells Shinichi to stop. He's like, okay, we ha- we have to strategize because like we're not we're not gonna be able to run from him forever, so we gotta fight him. And Shinichi's like panicking, and then he he puts his hand on his chest and calms himself down. It's supposedly it's his unique ability, but I feel like they never talked about it before in the show. Yeah, it's like something only Shinichi could do. <laughs> right, and maybe that makes more, and maybe it makes more sense like in the manga, but in the show, it yeah, doesn't make maybe, a whole lot maybe, of sense. Maybe, and I I, I kind of wonder if this if this whole episode isn't split up into more parts in the manga because it kind of seems like it probably was. It would make sense because if not, this would be a confusing story there's really like three pieces there's like three whole episodes in this episode i agree so yeah so they they like come up with a plan but like they're they're like discussing the plan as like as it's unfolding basically i don't know how else to say it because like it cuts to like goto showing up and fighting them while me explaining what he's gonna do right yeah it has some kind of like inner monologue over them starting to fight this is when though i thought yeah i thought it was well done at this point because this is when migi says he's gonna separate from yeah well he doesn't he doesn't even say it you just see migi on one side and shinichi sitting there without an arm on the other side well migi explains to shinichi he's like he's like oh in a straight up fight we'll probably lose the only way we're gonna win is if we do something crazy and that he'll never expect so we'll i'll split up from you and like i'll have a couple minutes where I can stay separated from you, and hopefully I can I can cut his head off, and they want to also disrupt his parasites by like in like shocking him with fire. It's also part of it because Miki stole a lighter from the car and gave it to Shinichi. Right. And th- this part's kind of cool where Miki's all like stretched out up in the trees and and go because Goto can't sense Shinichi. Right, but he can he- sense Shinichi uh, Miki. Yeah, and he like comes up and he's like spread out. You're you're like, what does he say? He's like, he's like, you're hiding. What a what a lame strategy. Yeah. And he fights Migi for a minute, and then Migi mimics uh, Shinichi, which is so cool. I think that's cool that he does his voice yeah. like, perfectly to distract Goto. And then he hits him with the the flame spear, and it like his parasites start wriggling all nasty, like they're trying to get away from him. And then Migi cuts him but he doesn't cut him quite deep enough which this part is so sad to me right oh and, it, and then it gets that sick i love that's when like the the pipe organ comes in 
Yeah. Oh, the pipe organ is great when it that when I love that in the part of the soundtrack. That part is pretty good. And yeah, you got freaking Goto sitting there with his head mostly decapitated. Yeah, it's like a it's little, like back to yeah. Yeah. Little tiny it bit. Stitches itself back together. Yeah, and then so Goto ends up actually catching Migi midair after he cut his head because he didn't didn't quite finish him. Yeah. And then yeah, this is where yeah, this is where some kind of deep stuff goes down. You know, Migi basically tells Shinichi he needs to run away and allow Migi to go ahead and die. You know, sacrifice himself for Shinichi. And Shinichi takes it like a deep cut to his forehead. That's yeah, that's right because yeah, that's right. Uh, Goto ends up freaking because Goto's, you know, we've mentioned this before, but he doesn't just have like his head doesn't split into like three blades. His arms both split into three. So he has like six freaking blades going at any yeah. given time. Yeah. And then we have like the, the sad scene of like Migi sitting there and he's like fading out because he hasn't been attached to Shinichi for so long. And then he like, he like laments and he's like, he's like, I'm glad I met you Shinichi. I'm glad I didn't take over your brain. Yeah. No kidding. This part was, this was pretty intense. And this I is know. where, like the, everything that happens in that part, that all happens like in the first ten minutes. But that I know it could have been its own episode all by itself. It it really could have. And then yeah, that's right. Migi says he feels strangely alone while he's sitting there like dying. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and this is when Shinichi he goes ahead and takes off because he knows there's nothing else he can do, uh, and he falls into the river, and. Uh, He's having a lot of because now obviously he has no right arm either, so yeah. now he's like he's really feeling that 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 Migi's gone. Yeah, and I think we get a couple scenes of him like looking at his arm and starts sobbing, and he's like Migi. Yeah. Uh, and then he comes across this house uh, where some freaking old lady lives. Uh, she walks outside. He's walking through her yard. He was just gonna keep walking past, but she tells him he needs to come inside and get taken care of because he's freaking bleeding from his nasty cut on his forehead well i actually like that exchange where she's like you're some robber aren't you and he's like no ma'am i'm not he's like well actually i did steal some of your water i guess oh yeah she's like well water's not even free now is it which i think <laughs> i think her voice actress is great i thought so too actually yeah she's great yeah and so she invites shinichi inside and takes care of him patches up his head and see like i feel like this whole bit with this old lady should have been its own episode yeah because this is where I mean, the show has been, and we've been kind of saying this all along, the show is, you can take this thing at face value and it's a good show, but there's a lot of deeper meaning behind a lot of this. And yeah. this lady, she pretty much lays it all out right here. She like, does. I mean, she is pretty much explaining what this, the whole purpose of this show is. Because she talks about uh, saying she has been on the earth for, you know, for a long time and that is cut doesn't look like it was in a fair fight and then she talks about like a bunch of stuff to do like with the world like he doesn't really ask her for it she just starts explaining yeah which which is explained away as she's just a lonely old lady which yeah i right. get it you talk a lot yeah and they and they do point out like there's these huge piles of garbage that uh caught fire so like the somebody's just coming out and dumping it in this really remote town in the middle of the woods so they don't know who's doing it right it um, is important it is important and 
I even put in my notes here that it's it, the way we're explaining it. It's uh, it it kind of is coherent, but this episode does move like this is all probably in the first fifteen minutes of the episode. Yeah, this is all still one episode. Like yeah. Migi, Migi has died. They fought Goto, and and he's met this old lady right. all in one episode. Exactly. So far, and it's not even over. <clears throat> yeah so she she talks about how the huge piles of trash just keep building up like out in the woods because he's way out in the you know he's pretty far away from any big cities um <clears throat> and he shinichi actually ends up staying with this lady uh her name is uh, mitsuyo he stays with her for actually several days yeah he does yeah because he, he can't like he just he says like i can't seem to leave her because she just wants him to be around yeah she's so lonely right and then we get some uh shinichi has a couple flashbacks about migi um and how migi he thinks that migi was like a true hero can you know yeah. sacrificed himself for shinichi's sake and in the end uh migi ended up being very selfless instead of the way migi always thought of himself as very selfish you know he always said he was the only thing that mattered mm-hmm Yeah, and then we get the the scene where he's he's having a dream. He's in like that weird dreamscape, and we see like a, like a little piece of Miki. Like it's it, I don't even know how to describe it. It looks like a. How would you describe that little thing that it is? I like three legs. Yeah, I, it's I don't. Tiny. It looks like a like a like a like a tack or something. I don't even really know how to des- describe it. That makes sense. Yeah. But anyway, he talks to him and he's like, he's like, I'm sad because I've lost my friend. And he's like, my friend died. And he like looks at him. And he's like, your friend's not dead. He's still alive. And he wakes up and he looks at his arm and there's like a little tiny eyeball poking out of his stump. Right. A like, little bit of Migi in there, but not enough to talk. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to some dudes running through the forest and he has uh, blood all over his shoulder. And it, it's like a really quick cut scene. And then we see a bunch of other guys running past uh, Mitsuyo's house. Um, and they're convinced that some outsider has been killing people there. And they automatically assume it's Shinichi because he's not from around there. And none of them recognize him. Right. Yeah, but the, like the guy who has the blood on his shoulder sees him, and he's like, I told you, like it wasn't no human. That thing was a monster. It didn't look anything like a person. Right. So, oh, it's Goto, I bet. Right. Well, and again, I put in the notes, I'm like, this is <laughs> – we're just jumping from topic to topic to topic. I mean, it's going yeah. quick. Yeah, it is super quick. And um, so Shinichi basically decides, he's like, oh, well, Goto's just going to keep killing people. I got to go out and do something about it. Yeah, and uh, that's right, because the old lady says that there's a bunch of hunters that are going to go hunt the monster. They've yeah. all been calling it the monster. But Shinichi knows that's not going to – they can't do it, basically. <laughs> yeah, and he has this line that I love, which is just so cheesy to me. And he, when he, like, shouts. He's like, there is something I have avoided that I must do. Oh, yeah. It just cracks me up. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, we didn't ask, but okay. Yeah, oh man, it's funny. <laughs> oh, and I mean, they do have a little bit of an exchange where she's like, "You could keep running, or like if that's what will save you, like that's what you should do. You should just keep running." Yeah, 
she thinks that Shinichi should just basically keep running for his whole life from this thing. But uh, Shinichi knows he has to leave and he has to fight Goto. Whether he wins or loses, he knows he has to face him. Right. <clears throat> Which I think has a lot of deep meaning behind it. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it, it does. Because he just doesn't want more people to get hurt. Right. Even though he knows he might fail, he's he's determined well, I mean, to at least I mean, try. He's pretty sure he's going to fail. Right. <clears throat> yeah, and he ends up stealing a freaking cleaver thing. Well, he's not stealing. She, she lets him have it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then he, then he runs off into the woods and he's like, Goto might have changed his appearance. I won't be able to recognize him. Which doesn't end up mattering at all. Yeah, that that was kind of a weird uh, weird thing to say because we find out really quickly that Goto did change his appearance, but it makes it even more easy to recognize him. <laughs> right, and I, I think this Netflix episode has a lot of stuff. It's like what? Like I feel like they they say some stuff that has not been a part of the show at all. And right. It's kind of weird to me. See, and I really think this episode could have, like you said, been broken down into about three episodes because that's the end of the episode by the way, yeah. when Shinichi He's runs into, like the woods. into the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I didn't, there were, there were episodes in the show that we've talked about before where not a lot happens. And I feel like those could have been compressed together to give this episode yeah. more space. I agree. This one is a, it's, a, it's really rough. That's a lot that's here. Yeah. I mean, you get a ton of story, but not a lot of time to hear it all. So, right. So with that, we'll just move right into episode 23. This one is called Life and Oath or Life and Vows is what they called it on Hulu. Interesting. I wonder why it's different. I'm not sure. And this one was directed by Hiromichi Matano. And written by Shoji Yonamura. Oh, and this one originally aired in Japan on March 19th, 2015. And then it came out, the English dub came out uh, April 2nd, 2016. Um, so this one kind of opens right where the previous episode left off. Um, with Shinichi, he's running around the woods looking for Goto. Yeah. And that part's <clears throat> weird to me. Well, I correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't we right at the end of the last episode get a quick glimpse of Goto? Yeah. Yeah, he was all like hunkered down, right? You couldn't really mm -hmm. see much of him. <clears throat> um, but he Shinichi's walking through the woods and he's talking to himself, but he uh he's surprised that he's even survived this long. Um and he realizes his senses are still very heightened because there's obviously part of Migi still inside his body. Yeah, which is, I feel like it's super weird to me that it's like, he's like, ah, I have the perfect senses all of a sudden. It's yeah. like, a, I, like, I get you had good senses, but, and especially later when he's fighting Goto and he's like, I have much keener senses. I was like, is, is that even true? Yeah. He went super parasite. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> super parasite 12. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, maybe I'm thinking of this part. This is where, is this the first time we see Goto in his new form? No, you're right. We saw him at the end of the last episode. You just get to see his head. But this is right. like where Shinichi's just like looking through the woods, and we see him, and it like zooms in on him. Yeah, he's so nasty. And Shinichi thinks uh, Goto is sleeping, um, 
because he he knows that Migi needs to rest, so he assumes that Goto needs to rest at some point. And Shinichi's actually able to walk right up to him. He's all like kind of crouched down and hunkered over, um, because Migi is not attached to Shinichi anymore. Uh, Goto most likely can't sense him. Yeah, and we do have we do have a scene where Migi not Migi Shinichi comes up and he's like Migi, are you in there? He doesn't say anything, but he's like thinking it really hard. He's like Migi, right. are you in there? Are you still alive? And he gets no response. Uh, so Shinichi goes ahead and attacks Goto while he's sleeping. He swings the cleaver at him, uh, but Goto wakes up and attacks him because all it really does is piss Goto off. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't really do anything. No. And so we should kind of explain that now Goto is still in kind of humanoid form, but has completely shed his human appearance. Um, he has like six eyes on his face. He has huge, sharp teeth. His his arms look human, but he has just like spikes and freaking blades coming out all over of his arms and his legs. Yeah, he yeah he he's and he has no clothes on or anything. He's like completely bare. Right. He looks like a naked Ken doll. Yeah, yeah. I guess he doesn't have any D and B. Right. Um. But yeah, uh, the only thing that makes this interesting to me is because Goto is obviously like this super being, but he still can't sense Shinichi because Shinichi doesn't have enough of a parasitic presence. That Goto can sense that, so that's yeah, yeah, and this, gives him an advantage. He's like he's like, I have much keener senses, but I feel like para don't parasites have keen senses too? Like, uh, you would think so. I understand? It's like, yeah, you because still be able to see him or hear him. Well, and like Migi's reaction times were always just crazy fast. So yeah, right. Um, yeah, I, I actually thought that Goto, the way they drew Goto in this, looked so awesome. Yeah, he's he's sweet. He's huge. He's like hulking and menacing. Yeah, and I put it in the notes that I wish they had kind of shown him sort of growing into this uh, form more. Because what what kept me wondering is I was like, why did he pick this form? Like, is this the most ideal form? Well, I think he's just that's this is Goto's like attack form because he does mention he's like he's like I'm not hide. I don't need to hide out here. So this is I think that's just what he looks like when he's not hiding. Right, but we've seen Goto take several different forms. I'm just curious oh, yeah. why he settled on this one, you know. Is this the form? Know. This was the form maybe he assumed would be most sufficient to beat another like a human? I guess. <clears throat> yeah, I just I was curious. I wish they had kind of explained that more. So then we get another like Shinichi's like planning a way to be able to do something to him so he's like oh maybe if i get knocked through like the back of his neck with something really sharp i can get to his vital organs and so he like takes a stick and he bites it to break it which makes no sense to me yeah no not really yeah yeah he like just grabs a stick and takes a bite out of it makes it sharp i guess and he like jumps down on to attack him and then like as on, on his, as he's on his way down he's like oh man the cleaver's still stuck like right where i need to go but it doesn't matter goto just like grabs the stick and like shatters it and knocks the shit out of shinichi yeah <clears throat> and for some reason shinichi calls out to migi again thinking he maybe yeah. is within goto um 
And then Shinichi just like freaking straight lunges forward and punches Goto in the chest, which doesn't even phase him. He it <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even shudder. And then he's what does he say? He's like he's like your fighting tactics make no sense to me. He's like yeah. this, he like knocks the cleaver into the tree. He's right. Like, this thing isn't even sharp. Yeah. And he's like and he's like such ch- tactics against me or what do they say? He's like infantile and he turns his hand into a fist and just knocks Shinichi like oh, into yeah. the sky. That's right. And so Shinichi lands on the trash pile and he's like, man, this is where I'm going to die on all the garbage. That's right. And then Goto is kind of walking up all slow and freaking menacing. And he's he's talking about Ryoko um, saying that he Goto thinks that Ryoko might have been one of the only real challenges even among his kind to him. Yeah. And then Shinichi has like 15 flashbacks of different things. Yeah, like all, yeah, it's it's like a freaking... So he remembers Ryoko, he like remembers talking to his dad, he remembers talking to Migi, and then he remembers the old lady being like, don't give up no matter what, yeah. there's always an option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then so he dec- he's he has his hand on like a piece of rebar, I think is what that is, I'm not really sure. But there's like a piece of rebar in the garbage, and he's like, he's like thinking, and he's like, man, there's got to be ch- like spots in goto's armor and he thinks back to when the police did that raid and he see he remembers like the holes on his like back kind of by his hip yeah where he was actually bleeding bleeding yeah where he was actually bleeding yeah thank you for mentioning that and and so like he he like runs up and and puts the pipe right into the side where he saw him bleeding and he kicks it in yeah and the what I thought this was pretty good writing because so Shinichi runs into the woods and Goto freaking uproots a tree and fucking throws yeah, it at him. Yeah, dude, it's so badass. But what what's interesting about this is it's not the fact that Shinichi shoved a pipe into Goto. It's the fact that he shoved a rusty, dirty ass pipe into him. Yeah, that was I in thought the that garbage was awesome. pile. Yeah. Um and Goto's really losing control of kind of his his faculties and he's getting he's like having a hard time. Well, because... he's having to um how do, how do I explain it's it, it's like part of him is like coming apart and he's like actively bringing it back together. Like yeah. the, like pieces of him are starting to wriggle off. They look like little worms and then he's like bringing them all back together. He's having to really focus. Right. He's trying to control all the other parasites within him. Yeah, because he's um, five parasites, not just one. Right. And so Goto finally... Oh, well, actually six. Finally, he freaks out and he attacks Shinichi. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to freaking... Now I'm trying to remember. Oh, you don't remember this part? Dude, you no. don't remember the hypest part of the whole show? So, I guess not. Yeah. So he like Goto's like struggling and he's like he's like Migi stop resisting me and he like sends a blade at Shinichi and the the freaking hype soundtrack comes in with the like the don 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 and then his arm he catches like his stump he catches the blade oh that's and it, like, right and it makes that like sick sound and then Migi comes back onto his arm and he's like Migi shows up and he's just like hey yeah that's right I, I love this part I can't believe you forgot that's right because Migi. I mean, so now we can explain that Migi, uh, Goto made a deal with Migi after Shinichi ran off to have Goto absorb him and, you know, keep him alive. So this was Migi's chance to freaking 
go ahead and rip himself free of Goto. That's right, because all the freaking blue light like erupts out yeah. where where Migi rips himself free. Yeah, and he leaves a nasty wound on the way out too. It's really yeah. gross looking. And yeah, so then Migi, he's like, uh, he, Migi, Migi explains to Shinichi what's happening to Goto that he stabbed him with some like really extreme poisons, and so all the parasites are trying to get away from the poison, and so he's not able to control them all. Mm-hmm. And Goto is freaking screaming at Migi, asking him why he would defy him. And then and then Migi just like pushes forward and fucking just cuts the shit out of him like keeps cutting his arms off and then he chops his head off and he fucking explodes well and it's funny because like well so number one goto is like struggling because they're the other parasites are fighting to get away from the poison but migi also says he destroyed a bunch of his organs on his way out (laughs) i shredded several of your internal organs on the way out yeah oh man so goto like doesn't have much of a chance and yeah, freaking Miki just decimates him. And he he explodes. He doesn't yeah. just die. He, like, erupts. Yeah, so we see basically this freaking husk just laying there on the ground after Miki finishes with yeah, it. Yeah, it's basically just a skeleton. But even after all of that, uh, while Shinichi and Miki are talking, this freaking husk starts like shuddering and shaking and little tiny pieces start crawling back towards it. Yeah. And that that's how powerful Goto is basically. <laughs> and Migi says to Shinichi, he's like, there's a 50, 50 chance that he'll come back from this. Right. And it's interesting because Migi is the one who decides not like Migi normally would just be like, Oh, I'll just stab him real quick and put him out of his misery. But Migi actually is the one who says he's one of my kind and I don't want to be a murderer. A murderer, as you would say. Right. Yeah, and then they have like this group, this debate where like Shinichi's like, well, like maybe, maybe I, I don't have the right to kill any other Earth creature. And he like has this internal debate talking to, to Migi about like whether like whether they should kill him or not. And then he like decides he's like, you know, it's not my place to decide to kill him. And then Migi's like, he's like, I don't understand people who do things, say they do things for the earth because like everything you do is self-preservation. So it's selfish. He's right. like, you, the earth and the earth neither cares. It doesn't care if you do anything for it. So it's like, why would you do anything for the earth? And then Shinichi's like, yeah, you're right. I probably should kill Goto because he's <laughs> crazy. <clears throat> yeah, because if even if there's a chance Goto comes back, that means Goto will just, again, be hunting him for the rest of his life. Yeah so shinichi ends up putting uh goto out of his misery and then we get a quick glimpse of all these guys running past uh the old lady's house and saying that they found the corpse of a monster and shinichi had left the cleaver there it was sitting he put it back at her house house. yeah Yeah, that's right he put it back and so she's like god damn he actually did it yeah (laughs) yeah and then we get a quick clip of uh, Shinichi walking back towards the city and telling Migi, let's go home. Yeah, well, and I, I guess we got to explain, too, because Miki talks about what it was like being inside Goto, how it was like it was like he was asleep, but there was a constant source, like a constant stream of information flowing through him. Right. And he actually didn't really mind being a part of it. Yeah, because he wasn't actively having to, like, 
learn and stuff. It was actually just being fed to him. Yeah. Well, because I take that as there's just so many parasites continuously communicating. Oh, yeah. That's well, yeah, especially with them. There's just a lot of information. I mean, if there's right. five other ones at the same time and they're all, you know, uh, basically mindfully connected at all times. Um, that's it. That's the end of episode 23. Actually, I thought that episode was really good. Yeah, dude. That, that episode is like, that's the peak for me. I, I agree. Like this is when the show gets the best. Yeah. Yeah, this episode is super good. And it really starts to, like I said, it really starts to boil kind of the underlying themes of this show to the top. Like, yeah, the human filth, like the human filth. They even mentioned that, that that's that's what ultimately brought down Goto is that's what Ryoko meant when, by saying he's invincible, but frail. Right. Yeah, that's a good. You're right. We, should, we need to mention that. And what he ultimately was frail to was human filth. Right. Like, well, just like human nature to like toxify things. Exactly. And I thought that was a pretty strong message. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The show has a lot of good messages in it. It really does. And I think that's what's very interesting about this show is that, again, you know, sort of why we're diving into this whole anime stuff because a lot of people just, oh, it's just a stupid fucking cartoon. It's like, well, <laughs> Fucking, I know anime, I know Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> you and your fucking Pokemans. Yeah, you fucking Digimansters. <laughs> uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, now you're getting a little too deep. <laughs> well, what's wrong with Digimon? No, I'm just saying that's no, you know, that's not mainstream like Pokemon was. Really? So, what do you think? Episode 24? Yeah, let's, let's keep going. Okay. So we'll move on to the last episode. The name of this one was Parasite or Parasitic Beasts on Hulu. Right. And this one was directed by Che Yamashiro and written again by Shoji Yonamura. Yeah, and this episode is pretty much just like a wrap-up episode almost, it seems like. Sure. Do you have the dates on this one? Oh, my bad. I forgot. It's all good. Uh, yeah, this episode originally aired March 26, 2015 in Japan, and then it came out in English dub April 9, 2016. Yeah, so this one... Uh, so basically this one has a lot of kind of just dialogue over, like B-roll stuff, you know, where Shinichi's talking to himself while stuff's going on in the background. Um, and it opens up with Shinichi googling uh, Parasite. And looking through some pictures, basically, of a couple that are, like, maybe real parasites, a couple that are just, like, drawings and stuff. The, the normal stuff you find on Google. Um, and saying that no public agency had made any official statements about parasites, even though the, like, the parasite activity had pretty much dropped to zero. Right, yeah. There haven't been a lot of stuff happening. Right. Uh, and he makes a little bit of speculation saying maybe this is because they were scared because they had lost when during the fight at the town hall. Um, but Shinichi really believes that most of them had pretty much gone quiet and gone, started living more like 
uh, Ryoko Tamiya was. Right, where they could eat actually human food. They don't have to eat people. Right, and they could blend in. And we get a quick little glimpse of like a guy, he's like eating a steak. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because, uh, yeah. yeah, that's really It's weird to me because he like eats a steak, but he's got sharp teeth. Yeah, his super Ooh, sharp teeth. Parasite. Mm, I, don't know. I don't know. It was pretty cool though. Yeah, um, and then we cut to this i like my favorite part about this episode where shinichi's like having a dream where he sees migi but migi looks entirely differently than he used to he's not as big i right. guess how to say it sure and then so migi explains to shinichi he's like yeah i think i'm gonna all the information i got while i was in goto's body is a lot of information to take in i think i'm gonna go to sleep for a while and i'm just gonna process the information i already have without taking in any more and so basically i'm gonna go dormant yeah. Yeah, I put it in here. He's basically going to meditate on everything he learned. <laughs> right. He's going to become like a freaking yeah. a monk. <clears throat> and uh, right. Shinichi's... He's like, he's like, think of it this way. Go ahead. Yeah, Shinichi's surprisingly upset that Miki wants to like basically leave him. Yeah, I mean, I, Miki's his friend. Yeah. And we do get, like, uh, Shinichi gets to see people how he sees them in his mind. So, like, a bunch of different people start manifesting themselves in this dream space. Like, he sees his mother and Kana and Mirano and a bunch of other different people. But they look slightly different than they normally do because it's, like, how you picture people in your head, not necessarily how your eyes see them. Right. He and shows it Migi. He shows Migi himself, which is funny to me. Yeah, because Migi's like, oh, so this is what your mother looks like to you and shinichi's kind of confused by that and and migi's like well this is not how i see people through my eyes and that's when yeah that's when he's like well show me what i look like and then you see the little image of migi manifest and migi's like really yeah he's like <laughs> really are you serious yeah which is a very yeah you know, i actually thought this was a super thought-provoking concept because like you know we see each other and then like but what i see of myself in the mirror might be a completely different thing than you see like yeah maybe right. physically i look similar but it might be completely different renditions which i thought was a pretty interesting concept yeah it is it is interesting and again kind of a deep deep concept for just a cartoon you know <laughs> yeah um Let's see what's next. Uh, so then, I, I think the only thing we have left to talk about the dream scene is that Miki's like, "You'll, you won't remember this like always, and you'll forget I even existed." That's right. And then he wakes up and he's like, "He's like, Miki, you idiot! Why would you leave me? How could I forget you?" That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Miki kind of, uh, well, yeah, you're right, Miki, because Miki fades away and basically tells him that he's not going to remember any of it. So. After Shinichi wakes up, he he leaves and he goes and he meets with Murano, um, which this part was a little confusing to me. But apparently, because Migi or uh, Shinichi was gone for a considerable amount of time, he like missed his college entrance exams and stuff. Yeah. So like everybody else is like in college now except for him. Yeah. So he's like trying to catch up. Right. So we get this. You know, Shinichi and Murano are kind of hanging out. Um, and he talks a little bit more about how there's been no parasite activity at all. So he even calls and talks to Uda, 
the freaking face parasite guy. Um, but he doesn't mention that Migi is gone now. Yeah, because he thinks it's weird even amongst his kind. Sure. Completely disappear. And and it does show us that uh, Joe is that his parasite is still with Uda because it talks to Shinichi too. Right, yeah. And then uh, this this is where it kind of gets interesting because um, he basically starts kind of monologue. Again, it's like B-roll stuff. So there's a lot of stuff happening in the background while Shinichi's talking. Um, but he's basically talking about how we as humans, like, <laughs> like it took the parasites showing up and basically disrupting humanity, killing people, eating people for humans to like see something else that's like horrible right but in reality most other things would see humans that same way right and they do talk about that like in the other episodes like one of the parasites says something to say like that to shinichi where it's like you guys slaughter cows and pigs and chickens all the time but like when something else starts killing you guys to feed it's wrong exactly yeah but then we, it cuts back, and we thought it was in her monologue, but he's actually telling Murano like all these things that he feels about humanity, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we get some little kind of tie up stuff with Murano where he's like he says something about them dating, and she's like we were dating this whole time, yeah, you know, kind of funny, but. <laughs> um, and then as uh, Shinichi and Murano are leaving the park, uh, we catch this quick glimpse of like a guy looking back at them and grinning. And at first, I had no idea who this was. I had a feeling. Oh, really? I had a feeling, but I didn't. I didn't catch on to it as quick as I probably should have. He does look different with a hat on. Yeah, and he has his hood up. I think the first time too. And uh, Shinichi ends up seeing the guy again in a crowd of people, and it's uh, the criminal dude from before that they had brought in at that attack on the town hall uh, to see if he could detect the parasites. Yeah, and if you remember, he had escaped. Right. Yeah, because he took the gun and shot his yeah, handler. Just absolutely blasted that guy. Yeah, that was jacked up. Yeah, it's brutal. That part's brutal. <laughs> This part, too, freaking... This part kind of stressed me out, actually. I'm not going to lie. This, yeah, it's supposed to. This part sparked some weird feeling in me that I was not expecting. So Shinichi sees this guy, and the guy's in, like, an alleyway. And Shinichi realizes who it is, and he's like, I got to follow this guy. And the guy goes through the alleyway, and Shinichi goes in there, but it's a really narrow alleyway. So as Shinichi squeezes through it he's like where did this guy go well the guy went around and circled around right back to murano and shinichi can't get out fast enough oh dude that oh man that was so sneaky and so dirty (laughs) so he takes murano up to the roof of this building and there are these two people up there like making out or whatever and they're like oh let's get out of here and then the guy sees that he's holding a knife to murano's neck and he's like hey what are you doing and he just immediately slashes this dude's throat and kills yeah. him instantly oh and man he, he pushes Murano into the girl to like distract her and comes up and slices her throat too yeah it's pretty intense yeah it's so brutal he, he kills them so fast yeah 
<clears throat> so Shinichi makes it up to the roof and it, this is a kind of a weird part because the guy that he cut his throat is like laying flat out but the gal he like cut her and she fell against the wall and she's like kneeling against the wall dead but Shinichi like runs up to her and he's like excuse me ma'am and he like grabs her shoulder and she's just covered in blood and falls over yeah, backwards falls over yeah <laughs> Um, so this dude is holding Murano. He has the knife to her throat, and he basically says he wants to ask Shinichi some questions while he's, you know, holding Murano hostage. Right. Because he he feels like he needs to get an answer because he knows he can't get an answer from a normal human being. Right. Yeah, but he never knew the truth about Shinichi. He just knows something's up with him. Correct. So he he basically goes through this whole kind of freaking dialogue about he he thinks at the fact that he is willing to just kill people and act on any urge he has he is the true face of human nature right and he actually drops a couple lines here where he's like you know, that's how we used to do it all the time, but nobody does now. And now look, there's 7 billion of us overrunning this planet. So he, he actually kind of drops some lines at saying that like the balance of human nature has gone away. Right. And I feel like that is kind of a through line throughout the whole show. Is like, like maybe the parasites were put here to thin humanity out. I don't know. Right. Yeah. And he thinks that, in reality, he he is the only one being true to himself. Most right. other people want to kill other people. They just don't want to do it, and you know they don't want to act on those urges. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, he's the only one being true to himself because he's fulfilling all of the urges he has. Right. And he thinks that because Shinichi is a monster or part monster, he will understand what he's talking about yeah he's clearly insane and this is when Murano actually speaks up and she says that this guy is far worse than any of what the parasites would do right this guy's like because she witnessed you know people die from the parasites she's seen some she's seen some shit and she has she just watched two people get murdered Right, yeah, even that one little part. Yeah, that's freaking crazy. And she says that this guy is worse than any parasite would be. Yeah, and she tells Sunichi to run and go get help. Right. Uh, and so the guy starts to move to basically cut Murano's throat. And we get this kind of quick time slow event where Shinichi lunges forward. And he still, you know, he hasn't been like keeping up on his reactions, but he still has clearly above human response time and, and reaction. Right. And he and he's saying like what's gonna happen as he goes. He's like, okay, block the arm block the knife with my left arm, which is insane. I love that like the, the yeah. knife comes down and just stabs right through his left forearm. Like he literally just catches it. Yeah. And then absolutely smacks the shit out of that guy. Yeah. You see this dude's jaw just like pop off to the side, like yeah, he, it's he pretty hits bad. him so hard. But as he was lunging forward, this guy had pulled Murano behind him, and she stumbles off the edge of the building. Yeah, so she's falling. And Shinichi, as he's because he's like like you said, he's saying what's gonna happen, you know 
block the knife with my left hand and is hit with my right. He says, and then, and then catch. And he misses Murano's hand. Yeah. And she just, they're on like the top of like a freaking 20 story building. They're way up there. And, and then, so then we cut to, uh, Shinichi's talking to Migi again in like that dream state. Right. Yeah. But Migi, <laughs> but Migi looks like he normally would, except yeah, he has he two little like... short legs and two little yeah. short arms. It's so yeah. awesome. <laughs> uh, what does Miki say? I don't remember. Uh, which part where he said, because, well, in this little dream state, you got to see, so you see Murano and you also see the puppy that towards the beginning oh, of the right. season, uh, Shinichi was going to just freaking throw in the trash can. And, you know, Murano said he should bury it. And they're like interacting together. So we, as the audience, automatically assume he's seeing spirits or something. Right. But then migi is like explaining how human emotions are what slows humans down but it's also what makes humans so unique is because of our wide array of emotions we have mm -hmm. but then he says uh i'm tired of holding uh yeah you can, i'm tired you can hold now yeah you can do the holding now and as shinichi opens his eyes we realize his right arm had caught murano actually yeah, so he's holding her. Yeah. And then uh, he pulls her up and he talks to her a little bit about, you know, saying that he buried that dog in the end because she was upset at him about that. And she says, I know you did because you always do the right thing because you are Shinichi Izumi. Yep. Which is sort of a through line to the rest of the season where she had always asked him, are you Shinichi Izumi? Yeah, I guess uh, I didn't even think about that. I was, I, I actually thought that was a pretty clever way to tie that all together. Um, and then I just, I wrote this little final I know, yeah, I'll down. let you read it. <clears throat> so it says, all of us are born here together and we live our lives trying to understand each other using little bits of reason we accumulate along the way striving to find someone to relate to. And when we finally do, it is already over. Yeah. That's it. And it is, <laughs> it's pretty deep for a, a cartoon. So. Yeah, it is. Um, and I, I'll let you say your wrap up thoughts first, actually on this. Um, I, okay. Yeah. Like I, I love this show. I, really do i feel like it's it's a super good anime i feel like it's got lots of suspense it's got lots of horror it's got lots of gore it's got lots of comedy too in like strange ways sometimes i think a lot of it's not intentional that i find funny but i don't care <laughs> sure um yeah i feel like if if you enjoy anime i feel like this is kind of a must watch and i think the english dub is actually great so there are, i feel like there are not a lot of drawbacks I mean, there are a couple things here and there that I don't, I'm like absolutely in love with, but I still would feel like the show's pretty highly recommended for me. Sure. I mean, and I, I 100% agree. And I think this was a great, great show to do for this. Um, I thought that the ending of this season, I felt like it was very, like this last episode made up for everything two episodes ago that I didn't like because it just encapsulated kind of the whole season very well. And I very much so like that it was a clean cut line. This is the end of this, this show. Like 
Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it was it's pretty much cut and dry. There is no like, you know, and then all of a sudden like a parasite pops up and is like, like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I and I hope that it stays that way because this I would assume so at this point. Because yeah, I feel like it would only be a detriment to this show if some guy's like, "I'm gonna make a parasite season two. So yeah, what would it even be about? Because like yeah. the parasites have basically all into hiding. Shinichi's life is going back to normal. Exactly. I mean, and like I, I put it in there, but you know, some douche could always come along and try to. I'm gonna use the name of this to make some money. So yeah, and in my opinion, usually the longer things go on, the more the quality drops. It's not always the case, but usually it is. Sure. And I mean. I'm sure a lot of people have several instances they could think of right off the top of their head where that's the case. So Yeah. I agree with you. The, so, not yeah. not everything can be South Park, you know. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> so um yeah, so with that, that's gonna wrap up our anime squires for this season. We'll call this season one of anime squires, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. Yeah, this is season one. So why don't you tell them what we're doing next time, Bo? So next time on the podcast, we are doing Fingerprints of the Gods by Graham Hancock. And then the next Anime Squires, that if anybody wants to watch along with us, we're doing Samurai, Samurai Shampoo, which is on Hulu, correct? Yes. You can stream it on Hulu. Right. In, and we're doing the English dubs, obviously, because we don't know how to read. So... <laughs> Yeah, um, and I know we so we ended up just picking. Uh, we we didn't unfortunately we didn't get any feedback on what somebody else would like to see. So yeah, so we're if anybody's gonna... like, God damn it, why didn't they do Guilty Gear Twelve? <laughs> you didn't tell us to. It, exactly. So if anybody would like to reach out to us with suggestions or anything like that, please email us kotpl.pod at gmail.com. Easiest place to get a hold of us. Again, thank you to Brian for proving that our email does work. Yeah, we know it works. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah, and feel free to send us anything you want. Um, and with that, I think we will catch everybody in the next one. <laughs>